Welcome to Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia tinted glasses and decide, is the game good by today's standards and is it worth the price of admission? I'm your host Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played Life Force for the NES, aka Salamander, Yeah, in certain parts of the world. Right. In Japan it's just called Salamander. I think in Europe it's called Salamander colon Life Force. Super interesting because uh, after playing the game for a while, uh, (laughs) did not see any salamanders. I think the premise of the game is that you're inside a salamander, except for in the North American version where it's called Life Force. I think they changed it to like aliens, which, so this game is Konami. Yeah. And it came out in, I think the, came out in 1987 and 1989 in Europe. And I think um, there was a theme where the U.S. liked aliens or something at yeah, this point. We, we do. We, we do. were super into these like weird sci-fi things. So I think that might be why we, instead of being inside of a space amphibian, we were just inside of like a an alien or something. I don't know. The manual had a really interesting story about a space worm. I will post it in the show notes for you guys to click on and check out if you're interested. Yeah, so this is a a shoot 'em up game. Yeah, spaceship shoot 'em, shoot 'em up game. It alternates between horizontal shoot 'em up levels like uh, Gradius mm-hmm. and vertical shoot 'em up levels like uh, what I don't know. I'm saying Galaga, but Galaga yeah. you don't really go through like levels. But yeah, vertical and horizontal. Yeah, so you some got levels different... you're moving up, and some levels you're moving to the right. And you're just a little spaceship, and you're shooting lots of aliens and dodging walls and moving around. Mm -hmm. Pretty basic. Yeah, the game is actually a spinoff of Gradius. And a lot of the the lore in the manual acknowledges Gradius as like a planet. And I guess it's been a while since I played Gradius, and I don't know that I've ever looked at the lore, but it's like the first player's ship is Vic Viper. From and I think that's the ship that you play as in Gradius, so it's, yeah, it's and very much in the same universe as Gradius, I guess. But a giant for sure creature eats everything. I I do not have a whole lot of experience with shoot 'em ups. Uh, when we started this podcast, the whole premise was like you know a lot about video games, and I don't know anything about video games. Yeah, and as we've gone, I've definitely learned more about games and mm-hmm. just running the social media, learning stuff because I kind of had to. Right, but uh, still, this is our first shoot 'em up game. Yeah. So I I am brand new to this. I I've played like a tiny bit of Gradius on the Nintendo mm-hmm. Switch uh online thing where you can play old Nintendo games. Yeah. And so I have like played the first couple levels of Gradius. Mm-hmm. Um and it's got a lot of similarities. You're right. Yeah. The the weapon system is very similar, the power-up system is very similar. Mm-hmm. Uh so yeah, but it, it alternates back and forth between horizontal levels and vertical levels and you get 3 of each. Yeah. It's a nice short game. It's a short game and it's uh yeah. Do you want to move just move into what the game did well? Yeah, let's just jump right in right. to what Life Force aka Salamander did well. All right. I think for me the the first thing that stands out is that there's only six levels but each of them is very different. They're definitely yeah. their own thing. You never feel like okay, we're playing this again. Because each level is its own thing. Even like yeah. the individual sections of each level are mm-hmm. pretty well differentiated. You never uh, feel like you're in one portion of a level for too long. And you never are in one level for too long, really. Because yeah. uh, 
the game is very short. Um, and that is like borderline good, borderline bad. Uh, a lot of times uh, we we say like this game overstayed its welcome. Yeah. Like last episode with uh, Streets of Rage 3, we were both ready to be done with that game yeah. a couple levels before it was ready to be done. Uh, so yeah, it, it's a short game, but uh, in a game that is as difficult as this, I think that that is not necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, 100%. Um, the first time we tried like playing this, we didn't even get probably a quarter of the way through the first level. Um, you, it, We played it in co-op. I think it's a little bit different in single player as far as how the lives work. But in co-op, you get three deaths before you're done, I think is what it is. Not nearly enough. Whatever it was, no. not nearly enough. Um, so as far as the game being short, it has a lot of life in it if you're playing it the right way. it's It reminds me a lot of Contra. Yeah, because we ended up um, we played it on the Retron and the Retron had a cheat called like complete the level now. And it just let you we kind of like level skipped as far as we had gotten, um, plus used the Konami code to kind of get our way through this one. But if you were playing it either with just the Konami code or the normal way, you can get a lot more than like when our the playthrough that we kind of finished it on, I want to say probably took us half an hour. Yeah, I, I, the game should take a half hour to beat if you know what you're doing. Yeah, if you're a pro at yeah. this game, um, it is pretty much a static experience where it's the same every time you play it. So you can definitely memorize Life Force um, and get a lot out of it if you want to spend a long time with it. But that's just not how we didn't have the time to do that today. Yeah, but we that, tried. That's not our our motive in playing games <laughs> no. either. We want to play games to have fun. We don't want to sit there and try to memorize patterns, but. If you really wanted to sit down and beat this game, um, I would recommend using the Konami code so you can have 30 lives Mm -hmm. because even with just like the basic amount, you're going to have a bad time. But I feel (laughs) it's true. Like you're going to have a bad time. Well, I personally think I had a pretty good time with this game. It's fun. It's fun, but dot, it's dot, like... Dot, dot, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> I like the idea. Like, I like... I enjoy shoot 'em ups Like, my favorite game when I was a kid at the arcade was always uh, Galaga. Yeah. And we got Galaga on our Nintendo, and we would just take turns playing that and, mm-hmm. like, trying to set high scores. I know it's it's definitely a different kind of shoot 'em up but uh, I, I always liked this kind of game, so it was fun, um, but just, yeah, really difficult unless you're memorizing the patterns, which mm. which is not what we want to do. We're, we're trying to look at this as, is this a fun game to pick up and play? Yeah, and try to give us complete of a perspective as we can manage within a couple hours. Yeah, so with that perspective and with the Konami code to get 30 lives and you get some continues, uh, yeah, it, it's definitely doable to knock out big chunks of this game. We got pretty deep into it before dying and having to uh, go to the level skip thing uh, with the the 30 lives. There's definitely portions of the game where you go through and you're like, man, I just went like half that level without losing a single life. And then there's other times where you're like, okay, I just respawned and I'm dead. Just respawned and I'm dead. Just respawned and I'm right, dead. Right, and it's right. like, yeah. oh, I'm really glad that you get like four seconds of invincibility man. after you respawn and the yeah. level is still moving. So hopefully I can just get past this terrible part. I am trying to think now. I like Contra. And I'm trying to think if I just plain like Contra or if I like it because I played it with the Konami code growing up. And I think that this game is kind of similar where if you play it the stock way, it's kind of like, ah, this is a little bit not so much fun because it's it's really easy to die. Just like Contra, you die in one hit. Um, some of the uh, Some of the level sections feel a little bit 
Like they could be, it would be more fun if they were a little bit easier. Yeah. See, I did not know the Konami code when I was a little kid. <laughs> and I, we've talked about this a lot of times before, but like I didn't realize there was a third level of Contra because we never got right. past the second one. But I still like that game because like what little boy doesn't like pretending that you're Sylvester Stallone or Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever right. running through a jungle and like shooting weapons. Like yeah, that first sure. level alone was Contra to me. If you got <laughs> to the second level, it was like, Man, that was like a magical play. We like yeah. we made it all the way to the second level. And then you knew we were just gonna die as soon as you got to that second level. Right. But I could see like if I had this game as a kid and didn't know the Konami code and you're like I feel like it would have been a similar experience to me as like Silver Surfer, which is a game we okay. had when I was a kid. Yeah. And never even once got like a fraction of the way through a level wow. because it was so difficult and yeah. you had so few lives and it was one hit kills. Which is hilarious, like totally off topic, but Silver Surfer, um, for those of you who aren't like big Marvel Comics nerds, he's like one of the most powerful characters in the comics. And <laughs> in his video game, like he touches like a rubber ducky or like a, a hanging leaf and he dies. And you're like really far from the source material. That's completely off the point. But like video game developers back in like the late 80s, early 90s were really stuck on this one hit kill thing, even when it didn't make any sense. Well, I think it, it, that is kind of from the arcades is where that, I mean, because if you think about it, that's where a lot of the stuff really found its roots. And it's the same with this game. It was originally an arcade game. Okay. Um, so that's kind of why it is the way it is. Yeah. No, it makes sense. If, you're, if your whole point is to, let's make this really hard and get a bunch of quarters, that makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you'd think like, you got the Vic Vipers, one of the greatest spaceships <laughs> in the whole world. It can go warp nine or whatever the book says and (laughs) like you'd think that like brushing up against like a little floppy space bat thing wouldn't kill you in one hit but who knows Uh, are you talking about like a jelly pee jelly 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 (laughs) yeah this manual is great guys please check it out (laughs) um the second thing that i have written down for what i thought this game does well is that weapon and power-up system that i have that as well basically just stole wholeheartedly from Gradius from my very mm-hmm. short amount of time with Gradius. It seems like the exact same thing. Yeah. You've got this little uh, meter along the bottom of the screen and each time you get a power up, it goes one step up the meter and you can choose at any time. Do you want to cash in and take the power up that you've earned or do you want to keep collecting power ups to try to get a better power up? It's kind of like who wants to be a millionaire where like, yeah. you know, you can take your money and leave or you can keep playing and try to get something better. So you like the first power up gives you like a faster ship, but if you hold off and get a second power up, then you get missiles and Mm -hmm. that's pretty good. But if you hold on and get another power up, then you can cash it in for like this sonar beam thing. Ripple. Ripple. Yeah. And then (laughs) then you can get a big laser. You can get uh, like a second gun and it just like every and then you get like a shield at the end is like the best one. And so you can cash in and get like a lower powered thing. Or you can hold on and try to stay alive and get more power-ups mm-hmm. to get a better weapon. And it's a really cool weapon power-up system. Uh, some of you, them stack. Yeah, some of them stack. If you die, you lose your power-ups. But uh, even if like you're trying to like save up to get better ones when you die, it drops back down to the lower tier. So uh, yeah, but it's a really cool system. I liked that. That was something that I enjoyed of this game. Yeah, same with me. I wish that they let you stay where you were when you like didn't cash it in yet 
but I appreciate that they even let you stay with anything. But it's really frustrating to die in this game as a result of like the way that you lose your power-ups because they really... So the beginning of every level basically gives you like plenty of power-ups, but yeah. later on in the level, you're, like, you're really hurting for them. Yeah. So it was a bit frustrating to die and lose all that stuff. Yeah, it definitely gives you a lot of opportunities at the beginning of a level to like stout like to stock up and get a whole bunch of power ups and then later in the levels it's pretty dry and if you die you're kind of just stuck with your wimpy little laser and no shields no power ups and all that stuff yeah my last thing that i thought this game did really well was so often when we're playing these games we complain about like the insanity of the bosses yeah and this game was kind of the opposite where the levels right. were uh <laughs> the levels were really difficult and then the bosses were like sometimes comically easy yeah. like especially the last boss we beat it and we're like <laughs> okay that was a mini boss right we're gonna go and fight another boss and then like the konami screen comes up and it's like oh we just we beat the game yeah like there's i feel like some of the mini bosses in previous levels were harder than the final boss yeah it was it was pretty funny we definitely both like burst out laughing as soon as the konami screen came up right which is uh... You know, so many of these games, they're like fun to play all the way through. And then they give you like a giant middle finger at the end of the game <laughs> with like a difficulty spike. And this one was, was kind of like the opposite where it's like, nobody's going to make it this far. Yeah. We'll just, you know, kind of phone this this boss in and call it a day. Or they're just like, you made it this far. Congratulations. We're just going to finally stop punishing you for playing this game. <laughs> you know what they did do, though, is right after that final boss, it's like you are inside of a salamander or an alien you're inside of something a giant space worm a giant space worm and you kill it you kill the last boss and then you have to escape before it explodes and we should say that i think the manual points out that this giant space worm can actually eat galaxies so it's like a really really giant space worm oh yeah like yeah. entire civilizations and planets are inside this thing. We are not like <laughs> micro machines. We're not micro machines. We're not like the magic school bus shrunk down. We are full-size spaceships flying around inside of a space worm. A universe-sized space worm. Yeah. It makes total sense. You don't get any of this story at all in the game. It's purely in the manual. Uh, there's not even like a story screen anywhere yeah. in this game. If you want any lore, you are you are digging through the manual like it, it's almost comical how little uh story there is put into here at all yeah with the exception of when you finally finish the game you see your spaceships flying away from whatever you just blew up and that's about the extent of the story in the game yeah itself it, yeah it's definitely interesting but right after you beat that last boss uh you kill him and then you have to fly out like uh, how did you describe it when we were playing it's it? It's like Return of the Jedi, like Millennium Falcon, like trying to escape blowing up the Death Star. Exactly. <laughs> you got you to go through all these walls, and it is sort of like a less awful version of the Battletoads scooter bike. Uh, you're just avoiding walls and trying to like zoom out at a really high speed. I actually managed to make it through like 75% of it yeah. without dying. And then I died and my dude was invincible for four seconds and it like finished off the the level pretty much. So like it is kind of funny. They made the last boss really easy and then they throw this like crazy slalom at you and you're yeah. like, all right, hope you don't die. But at that point, I feel like if you kill the boss and you die mm -hmm. in the ridiculous like zoomy part, then I wouldn't even care. I'd be like, yeah, I beat it. <laughs> it's like I sacrificed myself to save the galaxy from the salamander. <laughs> 
So yeah, it, the bosses. It was a nice change of pace. Oh, I, I for some people that might be like on the what this game does poorly that the bosses are too easy. But for me, after like the gruelingly hard levels, it was nice to be like I got a nice easy win here. I just yeah. destroyed a dragon or I just killed a giant sphinx or whatever. You know, <laughs> lots of different bosses, lots of different yeah styles. One of the other things that I liked about the boss that I've written down or the bosses is the the sprites. While the most of the sprites in this game aren't anything remarkable, I mean, I, I think I read on Wikipedia the arcade version came out in like 1986, and this game being an early NES game, um, I feel like I'm not surprised it wasn't exactly gorgeous. Um, so the sprites were all kind of middling at best, but the boss sprites were all interesting to look at, in my opinion. I feel like the backgrounds and stuff were actually pretty impressive for a Nintendo game. Like, it's hard to compare it because, like, you hit the Super Nintendo and it, like, pales in comparison. But I feel like a lot of, especially early Nintendo games, have just really big blocks of flat color and just, like, some really basic texture. And so it's definitely a Nintendo game, but it did have some pretty good artwork for uh, the time. See, I guess... And maybe it's just like being a little bit more familiar with some of the stuff on the Nintendo and what it was capable of later on, like, or even just maybe what I've been looking at lately. It's like going back to this game. It was kind of like, uh, this, this console is, is capable of a lot better. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe that's just, maybe it is fine. It's some, it's, it's somewhere middle of the road. Cause if you look at like super Mario brothers or like the legend of Zelda, those games, while they're great games, they don't look anything like remarkable. Yeah, again. especially compared to like something like Mario Three, which came out later, for sure. Um, or even you know Kirby's Adventure is something I've been seeing a lot of lately because it just came out for Switch, and those games like really look good um, compared to these games. And so I guess for me, it's kind of like it's somewhere between those early like Legend of Zelda and like Mario Three, where it's kind of like it's not the worst looking game, but it's it doesn't do anything impressive, but the bosses are all like, like you fight a giant brain. Yeah. And it's like, that's a really cool, like detailed brain with an eyeball in the front of it. Yeah. And arms that are made out of some like vector man balls or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) They were recycled like, uh, space worms from earlier in the level. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) I don't know. Um, so, yes, I liked the boss sprites. Yeah, I, I think that uh, we can both agree that after last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was when we played uh, Street to Rage 3, this was not the full-out assault on your eyes, and that was a nice change of pace. Yes. <laughs> All right, do you have anything else that stands out to you of what this game did well? So the last thing I have written down is uh, the music is is pretty good. It's not It's nothing remarkable, but it's Konami, which I'm – pretty sure i can't think of a konami game again i've said this before on previous episodes i can't think of a game that konami has put out that has bad music in it speaking of bad music this may be an interesting time to address (laughs) our comments from the last episode which caused a lot of uh a lot of what how would you describe it i guess uh not backlash but a lot of good discussion on uh social media we both yeah go ahead our take on the Streets of Rage 3 soundtrack was very divisive. 
uh, on Instagram. Yeah. Where a lot of people feel like the composer of Streets of Rage is one of the greatest composers of all time. And I know that people really like the Streets of Rage 2 soundtrack, and I think people like the Streets of Rage 1 soundtrack. And I, I made the comment to you earlier in the week, like seeing the response on social media where I was like, I wish that I would have outright stated in the episode that I know that people really like the streets of rage yeah, two soundtrack. That's true. Um, but it's just, it's funny that people like felt so passionately yeah. about it. Cause it's not like we're not judging anybody for liking the soundtrack. No. And, and I don't even know, like when you posted clips of it, I was like, this isn't even the best representation of why the soundtrack was awful. Well, I wasn't going to listen through the whole thing again. Right. Like, I literally went and just grabbed some samples. Like, I, I'm not kidding. Like, I wasn't joking uh, in the last episode when I said that I came away with a headache from our two hours or right. two and a half hours of playing it. Like, I literally didn't feel great after it. And so we didn't realize when we recorded this. We later, when we went to go post it and did a little bit of research, I always look up stuff for the post, found out that, you know, he used uh, like, AI and like computers or whatever to like create these like super random and it was like really technical and advanced. Um, so he may have been a great composer. Um, he, he was a great composer is, I don't know if he's dead, whatever. He's a good dude, but, uh, maybe he should have composed it instead of allowing a computer to do it. And it gave me a headache and I'm sorry for all of you who love that soundtrack. You're entitled to your opinion. Music is subjective. I'm glad that somebody likes it. It just gave us a headache. This music in the game today, life force. It was, uh, for me, highly unremarkable, and yeah. that can be a good thing in a game. <laughs> well, I wasn't even saying it was particularly, you know, it's it's not, I can think of a lot of better soundtracks. It didn't detract from the game. But yeah, it didn't detract from the game, and it wasn't bad or unpleasant at all to listen to. No, it fit the source material. It worked know. for a, a space shoot 'em up so. I, If I had to give the, the soundtrack a score, I would be like, it's a seven. You know, it's a, <laughs> it's a solid, like, good. <laughs> I give it a C. Yeah, well, I'll give it like a, a B minus. Okay, like a 79. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so does that wrap up our what this game did well portion? Yeah, I think it does. All right, uh, transitioning into what this game does poorly for me. Uh, and again, this may be controversial. We've had people tell us <laughs> that uh, when we say games are hard, they just tell us that we're not good at games, yeah. which is probably true. That's fine. To some extent. You know, we, we are guys who enjoy games. We are not guys who are like world record uh game holders you know neither of us is uh is billy mitchell you know so uh (laughs) we are not what this game does poorly for me the the standout thing has to be is that it was but maybe we are because we cheat our way through every game that we play together (laughs) that's true hey that's a really fair point we are anyways i don't i don't want to open that can of worms no it's open carry on can can of salamanders have been open (laughs) and uh we're billy mitchell (laughs) it's our new thing Anyway, uh, anyway, <laughs> this is a really long. When we sat down, I was like, we don't have a whole lot to say about this game, and then here we are, and we're just we're we got a lot to say. Just about going this game. in, yeah. Uh, but yeah, for me, it has to be the the thing that this game doesn't do well is that it was just really difficult. Um, thankfully, we had the Konami code to give us a lot of lives. Um, but if you were trying to enjoy this game in the stock mode without like any uh, codes or cheats or whatever, I don't think it would be as enjoyable. It was enjoyable for us because we had all the lives and it wasn't like you know we we did try the first level i don't know five times before we 
clicked on the the extra lives. I think um, we actually beat the first level before we we put did on the extra lives. Well, one of us did. Uh, there was two times when you made it and beat a boss by yourself while I watched because I had lost all my lives. Uh, once against the very first boss and once against the uh, like the Sphinx boss. So, um, congrats, you did good. I died. Thanks. Yeah, but you, generally speaking, I think you're getting better than me at video games. Which is funny. That feels so good to hear. I know. My heart is warm. <laughs> um, and I don't like mean that in any any pretentious way, but it's just funny because like I find myself dying like way more than you every time we sit down, and I'm like, in our history of friendship, I feel like because we've we've been playing retro games together a long time. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of flipped where you used to die more than I do, and now I'm like. I die way more than like everybody that I play video games with. So maybe <laughs> you're just getting old. I know. Maybe less dexterity. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. More gung ho. I guess just putting myself in more danger. We've been having more garbage. We've been having a debate for about a year now about who's better at Tetris, and we've never <laughs> <laughs> we've never played each other in Tetris. So I might just keep putting it off until you get older and worse at video wow. games, and then I'll challenge you. Yeah. Until I make the Tetris Dr. Mario Super Nintendo cartridge, the next game that we do for Worth It or Worthless. All right, I'm in. I'm terrible at Dr. Mario, so you can have that, but Tetris, <laughs> I'll go I'll go all in on How Tetris. are you terrible at Dr. Mario, but good at Tetris? I don't understand Dr. Mario. I don't understand Puyo Puyo. I don't understand Mean Bean Machine. I don't get any of those games that aren't Tetris. Like, I just, I haven't learned them. I don't get them. I don't get it. <laughs> I, I could probably figure it out, but I just don't. I, pl- I tried playing Yoshi on uh, the NES uh, Switch online thing yeah. didn't didn't understand the yoshi game <laughs> i just don't get it anyways I'm, yeah i'm bad at games all right what do you got uh lots of slowdown yeah like some of these games have some slowdown and it's like it happens once in a while and it doesn't really affect anything terribly important but like this game can turn into like a slideshow like yeah like five, seven, eight frames a second, like super bad um, when things get going on screen. I don't know if it would be as bad in single player mode, but with both of us playing and when you get like missile power ups and laser power ups and you got a lot of stuff going on on screen and you got a bunch of enemies going, you're right. There was times when it felt like you you were hardly moving, like you were in super slow-mo, but it wasn't like to the point of slow-mo where you could use it to your advantage to kind of avoid stuff because it wasn't consistent and yeah. it would like speed up and then you'd get hit by an asteroid or get hit by a, an alien or whatever. So there was definitely times in all of our, our games, like this is our 15th one and I haven't experienced anything like that yet. So uh, that was interesting. And it was only a few areas, um, but when it did it, it did it hard. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it did it at least once a level. Sometimes more. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I maybe I'm not as like attuned to it, but there was definitely a few times when it was really bad, and I noticed. And it's not even like, oh, it's slowing down for three seconds. It's like, oh, it's slowing down for like ten seconds at a time. Like just rough. I don't know. Yeah, it was rough. But it was rough. Yeah, the game, and that's part of why I was thinking that the graphics might not be as um, as nice as some NES games, is for performance reasons, like. Uh, I think it was the first level when there's like spike tooth things coming down through like the rocks and stuff. Yeah. And there's the, the background is black 
and you can see it's like so it works with the the rocks it kind of blends them in but then you can see these sprites moving down through these transparent pixels and you can see like the flat bottom of the sprite and it just like looks kind of bad yeah it was definitely weird and i was like why would they do that and then i realized like the game doesn't run particularly well as it is and it's probably as a result of like trying to get the game to perform better on the hardware they definitely made some sacrifices to get it to to run better like when you're fighting a boss uh all of the stuff at the bottom of the screen disappears, like your lives and your power-ups and your score. Yeah. All that stuff disappears, and I'm guessing it's to have less stuff on screen, less... Right. They can take all of the, you know, the power that they were using to calculate your score and all that stuff and, and put it towards the gameplay. Yeah. And, you know, in the bosses, we didn't really have a problem with slowdown. No, not so much. Not, I mean, there's definitely less stuff going on on screen. Mm-hmm. You don't have, like, 15 individual enemy sprites that it's trying to render or whatever so that could be part of it too yeah but the bot and again that could just go to why i enjoyed the bosses because that was one of the more (laughs) fluid parts of the game right i did have some other stuff written down for what it did bad but we kind of covered it just like talking through other stuff like the game is really short um which i like part of that but also six levels Mm -hmm. um if you're playing with the konami code with all which gives you 30 extra lives and you're able to like kind of go through this game um it would still be hard to be honest, to like get through it, because we use level skips. We did, yeah, a couple times. The way that we played the game, it was really short. Like, if you actually had this game as a kid, or if you were just like, I'm gonna sit down and like try to master this game, you you're not beating it in a half hour. Like, the six levels no. is gonna be a good challenge. But for us, the way that we played it, it seemed short. Um, I also mentioned that all of the lore, all of the story is in the manual. You don't get anything on screen. You're not, like, getting immersed in anything when you play this game. Like, this is a pure, like, gaming experience. Don't you dare expect to, like, have any clue what your name is, what your motivation is, who the bad guy is, why you're fighting, what's a salamander, what are you doing? Like, you're not getting any of that unless you sit down and read the manual, um, which is a lot of the games back then, you know. You yeah. you got a lot of that stuff in the manual. Um, but it seems like the other NES games that we've played, like, I can think of, like, in Snow Brothers and, like, in Batman... Uh, you got screens that gave you some sort of story, yeah. if not at the beginning of every level, at least at the beginning and end of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this really was just a very bare bones. Yeah. Another That's funny a thing good is way of describing it. Just like in the whole bare bones and like kind of feeling unpolished in certain areas. On the title screen at the bottom where it says Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. At the bottom of the title screen where it says Nintendo, uh, they forgot the O. It just says Nintendo. <laughs> which is interesting not at all uh, a reflection on the quality of the game but just, oh no i'm sure it had the seal of quality on it yeah no i'm the nintendo seal of quality it's not a, it's not a bad game it's not a bad game it's just an interesting thing i don't there know there are a lot of bad games on the nas with the uh nintendo seal of quality though so you know. yeah all right do you have anything else of what this game did poorly uh no we kind of touched on it i said sometimes the game kind of feels unfair um, just cause the way, like if you die inside of a wall and then it like throws all these crazy environmental hazards at you, sometimes you can't move. Cause I felt like the game might've been a little bit, um, more fun if you were able to move your ship a little bit faster. Yeah. Um, like if you had like the speed power up by default, which didn't improve the speed of your ship, it was probably like what, 15, 20%. Oh, don't make me do math. Like just not, not like, Whoa, I'm so much faster now. No. But it was like, I'm a little bit faster now. And I felt like that should have maybe been the default speed. 
it seemed like there was definitely times uh, when they expected, like, if you don't have a speed pickup, you're going to die. Yeah. Like, there's no way you're going to make this slalom. You're not going to make, like, right. this tunnel without a speed power-up. And there was many times when we had died at that point and didn't have a speed power-up. Mm-hmm. So you're right, yeah. It would have helped to be a little bit faster. Yeah, so, I mean, overall, the game felt a little bit unfair. But again, like, if you're playing, trying to memorize this game, trying to play it the real way... You're going to be seeing the same thing every time you play a level, and so it's probably not that big of a deal in the long run. Yeah. But I just would have liked to see it, again, just be a little bit uh, more forgiving. Yeah, I can I can appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I guess that uh, that about probably wraps it up for what the game didn't do well. I think so, yeah. Okay, so then what, Jordan, would you pay for the experience you just had? Okay, so again, not a huge shoot 'em up guy. Have not played a whole lot of these. Um, I this is bad. This is two weeks in a row when I'm gonna say this, but uh, I I wouldn't pay for this experience just because. <laughs> listen, listen. I didn't oh, like. Man. I don't know enough about this genre and about these individual games to know like the difference between uh, Life Force and Gradius. But I do know that I can play Gradius for free with my Nintendo Switch online subscription. And if I have uh, an itch for this kind of game with this kind of power-up system, I'm just going to go play that game for free. I'm not going to... No, Jordan, no. That's me. That's cheating. Why? Because if that service didn't exist in the capacity, or you you said today... What hypothet- you, we're not doing you, hypotheticals. Listen, we're saying, well, listen, what, is it, what is it Listen, play? you said today that you just subscribed to that service. I did. So I did. Imagine, just this morning, I subscribed to it. So imagine... A month ago, before you subscribed to that service and you couldn't play Gradius for a free. A month ago, I had a free trial. Imagine two months ago, before you had a free trial and before you could play Gradius for free, if uh, this game was... If you were on your 3DS and you saw this game on the eShop... Yeah, I don't know. What would you pay for the experience? Like, I had fun playing it with you, but I'm not itching for... <laughs> I'm not itching <laughs> for any more Life Force. This is bad. Like I actually did have fun with it, but like it's not a game that I want to go back to. The the difficulty of it. Uh, like, the question isn't what would you pay to play it again in the future. The question is what would you pay for the experience that you just had. Okay. All right. We're just define. <laughs> you know, we're 15 episodes into this thing. We're still trying to define what well, this you're, is. You're giving me the runaround on this one, and I don't think it's. It's like Streets of Rage 3 were just like exhausted and we're like, ugh. No. And you're like, I wouldn't, I would pay it. I would buy it from a thrift store so that I could flip it. No, you're right. But like this game definitely is like kind of vexing because I I have uh, the fewest notes I've ever taken on a game. Yeah. Uh, it was such a short game. It was such a, a different experience just because I'm not used to this genre. I don't really like, it's just like it's a different place that I, I'm not used to being. So what would I pay for the experience that we just had hanging out, playing Life Force, having some laughs? Yes. That's the question. That's the question. Uh, that. <laughs> See, Dan, our, our friendship is invaluable. I can't put a price on that. Our friendship's worth at least a dollar. It was. Yeah, you're right. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I really need to like make a chart so I can see what I've said in the past because I feel like I'm being super inconsistent on this specific question. Like, the, I'm the... working on it, Jordan. Okay. Uh, I have most of your responses in a spreadsheet. I just haven't finished all the episodes. I have to go back. Okay. And, and I want to say once, once we get all these cataloged, <laughs> I don't want the first 15 of these to be held against me yeah. because I have no frame of reference for what I've said in the past. 
I'd say that I am more likely to sit down and play this again than uh, Streets of Rage 3, which um, left me <laughs> feeling just like I needed to go take a shower. So <laughs> I will say, what did I say for that? I said zero. You said you wouldn't I, pay for it. You paid, you pay $5 at a thrift store to flip the game for more money is yeah. what you pretty much said. Okay, but that also doesn't really answer the question. And this is the longest I've ever taken to answer this question. Yes. That was a, a great $3 experience. Okay. I'm sorry. This is such a hard question to answer. See, for me, I feel like I am p- potentially interested in going back to Life Force in the future. Like, I find myself, like, wanting to get better at the levels and wanting to memorize them. Like, See, there's just I something felt... about that that's appealing to me. You're right. You're right. That's why I'm, like, so confused. Because now that you're saying that, like, that's how I felt when I was playing Gradius on my Switch. Mm-hmm. Is, like, I wanted to memorize the patterns. I wanted to be able to beat the levels. And I didn't have... I mean, there probably is a Konami code. I just, like, I don't know. Like, that's not in my brain. Yeah. And so, like, I just played it with, like, the stock. And, like, I did. Like, I sat there and, like, I I got good enough to, like, get to the second or third level. And, like, it was fun to grind it out. Um, when I sit down with you and like, we're going to play a game, I'm not interested in doing that. Like, yeah. I want to just have fun. I want to shoot stuff for sure. So, um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. We got so many other games I'd rather play. So, yeah. <laughs> so for me with, with that in mind, I feel like $7 is about where I'm at on this one. Okay. Um, I feel like it was, it's a good, I'm glad it's in my collection. Yeah. Uh, you actually own two copies of this. Yeah. The first copy I bought was a dud. And I didn't know that it was a dud or I didn't get around to returning it to the local game shop in time. So I was going to, I don't know, get rid of it at some point. But You could use it to do some crafts. Maybe. Turn it into a coaster. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. Um, so what do you think that this game's going for on eBay? Oh, man. Uh, such a small frame of reference for Nintendo shoot 'em up games. I actually don't like... This wasn't was this a big genre on the NES? Like I don't remember like a lot of shoot 'em up games. I can only think of a handful off the top of my head, but I don't think it's one of the the biggest genres on the console. Yeah. Okay, but I know that it is a genre that has a lot of like it's like a big fan base. Like there's there's yeah the people who like shoot 'em ups are really passionate about them generally speaking. So that could definitely play into it, and it's an earlier one, so um, it's older. A little bit, yeah. I'm going to say that you could pick up this game for $19. Okay. You have two copies of it, so it can't be like crazy expensive. Or I just might really like it or thought that I really liked wait it. A minute, I... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You have two copies of it. I'm going to change my answer to $14. Okay, $14. Um, and you didn't even bother trying to take it back. like So it wasn't worth like whatever. It was one of those. So how I got turned on to Life Force was sometimes I'll Google stuff you know, hidden gems on the NES or whatever. And I think at this at this point I was looking for like the best co-op games on the NES. Yeah. And I saw people saying Life Force. Okay. Uh, and I think that's how I ended up going like, okay, I'm going to pick up Life Force. I generally like shoot 'em ups And do you think the people that were recommending it as a co-op game didn't have friends and didn't know that when you played as a co-op game that it slows down a lot and is difficult to play? <laughs> I think it was like a dad posting on a forum like, I want to play NES with my son or something. What are some good co-op games or something to that effect? And so that's how, because I never played Life Force growing up. And so that's kind of um, how I was like, I bought it and it didn't work. And yeah, it's not, it's not an expensive game. It's, uh, it's trending for like $11 on eBay. Now that you, oh, 
Eleven dollars. I started. Yeah. I started asking you a question. And you'd already said the answer. Eleven dollars. Okay. I see. I wanted. I was gonna keep trending lower. I was at. I was at oh, nineteen, man. and then I was at fourteen, and I was like, man, you own two yeah. copies. Yeah. Eleven bucks makes sense. And I think I paid seven dollars for the first copy. Okay. So this was probably like three or four years ago that I picked it up at seven dollars. Eleven bucks. That's not. That's not bad. No. Going back to what you were saying though, um, now that you are a dad. Uh, with a son who is not quite old enough to be playing games yet, do you have like a list of like these are the games that I'm going to introduce my son to in this order? Have you thought through that, or are you just going to just see what happens? So my first video game was Super Mario Brothers when I was four years old. Okay. And other than like I want my son to play Super Mario Brothers and that be his first game, kind of like it was mine. Other than that, I don't really have like an order of operations. Uh, I have an NES classic and part of the reason I wanted an NES classic was an easy way to show him games in a way where he doesn't really have to like put his hands on my collection too much. (laughs) Cause I mean the NES classic hat, like I have a vast majority of the games that are actually on the NES classic, but it's a nice convenient way of plugging it into the HDMI and like having all the games right there. So that will kind of, probably be the first experience that i'd like to kind of have with him is just like hanging out and playing nes classic you know what's great um you could actually you know you can have the nes classic to introduce him to video games which will be a big milestone in his life and then you could actually since the playstation classic is so cheap right now you could actually buy enough of those to build his first house and that could be (laughs) also a milestone i saw that they are down to like 30 bucks now so um you could definitely cheap building material um uh, and fun fact, I've actually already tried to introduce him to Super Mario Brothers. He's not even two yet, but I've, did, I've tried to like show him like you can push A and, and Mario will jump or you can like do this stuff and he'll move around and he's just like not that interested in it. <laughs> so <laughs> I've tried to introduce him to video games, but he's just not quite there yet. Maybe he's just not going to be into games at all. That'll be fine. I mean, that won't. I don't care. He can be into whatever he wants to be into. That's that's you're such a good dad. Thank you. <laughs> All right, uh, eleven bucks. Eleven bucks for Life Force. Yeah. Um, is it worth it or worthless? It's got to be worthless to you, right? Uh yeah. I'm not spending eleven bucks on Life Force. I think it's worth it. Um, I know I like my guts, like seven dollars, but like, I feel like I don't know, eleven, twelve dollars is about the most that I'd want to pay. So I'm not mad. Or like, I think that $11 is a fitting price range. Like I yeah. said, I paid like seven bucks for it a few years ago. I don't remember what I paid for the second copy or if I got it some other way. But yeah, I don't. You're not really splurging if you're like no. going up for Especially like, bucks. it's a good co-op game. Um, I feel like I don't know how much I really want to play it single player. Yeah. Like I would, I would love to try to get good at this game with you. But I don't know that I'm going to be playing it when you leave. Yeah, honestly, so, if you think about it for 11 bucks, if you want to sit down and like invest in memorizing the patterns and like getting good at this game, 11 bucks is not a bad amount of money to uh occupy dozens of hours of your of your time. Right, for sure. Um, but again, video games are subjective. Uh my 11 bucks will be staying in my wallet. <laughs> As if I ever carry cash right. around. Like who carries cash around? As if you would ever pay for any of these games cuz I think you I know. call most of them worthless. I know. I'm sorry. I'm like don't be sorry. The world's worst video game podcast host. No, I love playing the games, but I just have very, very little interest in uh, 
and cluttering up my closet with more uh, Nintendo games. That's all right. I just I appreciate the fact that you will sit down and play these games with me. Oh heck yeah! Because a lot I'll of them are a lot more fun in co-op. So yeah, I'll play. I'll play games all the time. Yeah. All right. Uh, do we have any last thoughts on Salamander, aka Life Force, aka being a dad, aka just <laughs> life in 2019? If you like shoot 'em ups and you don't know about this one, check it out. Check Maybe it out. You watch some YouTube videos or oh, there is a uh, the arcade version is available on PS4 for eight dollars. Okay. So that's not a bad deal either if you want to check out this game. I feel like eight bucks for a port of an NES game. A port of an arcade game. Oh, the arcade the game. Arcade so you're version. getting a superior version. Yes. You're getting the real version of this for eight dollars. So that's not a bad deal okay. if you're really curious. So interesting. All I right. don't know how the arcade version runs, but probably better. Probably. You would usually. think that you said PlayStation Four. Yeah, I think that's the only platform that it's available on. You would really hope that a, a PlayStation Four would be able to run an '80s arcade game without it's much slowdown. The, <sighs> I don't. There you go. I don't know anything about how games are made. You, you are a person. Jordan, who's we're running this stuff. these games on a new piece of hardware. Yeah, that's reading the cartridges. Okay, so it and there's still slowdown. It doesn't really it's, work. That's that way. not no. Help. <laughs> See, you learn something new every day, usually at my expense. <laughs> hey, everybody out there, you can now pretend like you always knew that little factoid, and you don't have to be embarrassed in front of the whole internet, as if the whole internet listens to our podcast. Maybe someday. All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Hey, everyone. Hope you have a great day. (laughs) See you later. Bye. Bye. If you have any questions or feedback, feel free to email us at worthitorworthlesspodcast at gmail.com. And if you're interested in staying up to date with the show, follow us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. If you enjoy the show, please leave us a review and subscribe if you want to hear more. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the show. We sincerely appreciate it. Talk to you next time.